Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs again that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below when you purchase their services let them know derek sent you to another one i'm derek that's scar that's brandon um scar how are you doing today i'm good man just you know the thizzle hanging in there not loving these hoes so you, you don't love gardening i don't love gardening either like fuck that shit i think um Gardening and like cutting the grass and shit like that is my second least favorite thing to do around the house. What's your first least favorite thing to do? Washing dishes. Really? Washing dishes is relaxing to me. Can't stand it. But since I live alone, I have to do it. So, fuck. (laughs) But I mean, since you live alone, there's not that many dishes, right? No, dishwasher. I do have a dishwasher, but I never use it. Like you know, the dishwasher I, uses less water than the sink, right? Yeah, but like with the dishwasher, like most of the stuff had to be pre-washed, and by the time I like do the pre-wash shit, I might as well just finish washing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually found that out when we got our dishwasher, and they explained to us how much water you use when you wash by because we just wash by hand because that's how I grew up. And right. then how much water you use. You can run the dishwasher every day of the week. So you use your dishes, run the dishwasher. Use dishes, run the dishwasher. And you will use less water than you do manually washing your dishes in the sink. You'll save on your water bill. Work. Learn something new. My water bill is like $40 a month since I started doing that. Hmm. What was it before? 50 Yeah, like 60-something. Yeah. It's, it, water is... Not a thing that I really think of as a high cost. Time too, time and water. Does it though? Because I got one of them. You use the special package that you put in there, so you don't got a pre-wash, and you just throw it in there. Just throw it in the dishwasher. 
perfectly clean when it comes out. No pre-wash. Yeah, I got some. I got some little Cascade Premium joints from. Yeah. Um, from I got I got some from Dollar Tree. I don't I don't use my dishwasher often enough to buy more than what I can get in Dollar Tree. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got some. I got some Cascade Premium from Dollar Tree. I hope y'all listeners the game. Save y'all some money and time. Oh, right. much better place. I'm gonna try to use mine a little bit more because I really do hate washing dishes. Can't stand it. It's my peaceful place. Do you put on music? Nah, sometimes. Usually though, it's just the uh, piece of repetition. Yeah, it's, 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 it's almost it's just, hypnotizing. So uh, that's me when I cut the grass. Cutting the grass, fucking hate. I it. love cutting the grass. I love the smell of cutting grass. I hate it. Shit makes me sneeze. And my yard has crab grass, and we have these like lawn people who's coming to help fix our yard. Like every month, they come and do some stuff, and so. I have to cut my lawn every three to four days as part of the treatment to keep it low so that the stuff can work. So every three to four days, I'm out there mowing the damn lawn. And so I had I had to make it a, a zen moment. Boy, so I go crazy. Man, fuck that grass. I'm like, it'd be all right. Somebody come some somebody cut my grass. I just I just paid a I just paid the amount, you know what I mean? Do people still pay, Rashad, you got kids. Do people still pay kids, like neighborhood kids, to cut the lawns? Is that a thing still? No. Who letting their kids go outside to go door to door to people's houses? Right. <laughs> well, I don't know, that's all the people around here that cut grass are adults. When I was that's, a kid, it used to be nothing but kids cutting people's yards. Yeah, when you were a kid, there was also less helicopter parenting, fear of, you know, that whole I'm Chris Matthews show, whatever his thing was, <laughs> that changed everything. You know, it's so weird because, like, all the numbers say is way safer now. But yet. Yeah, because niggas ain't right. letting their kids do shit. But, you know, you also got, like, a phone. Like, when you were a kid, if you went outside, you had no fucking phone. If something happened to you, somebody had to find a pay phone. If I go out right now, as if I'm a kid, I got a cell phone, I got GPS. You can pull it, you got the friends app, you can put it on your cell phone, see exactly where I'm at. Yeah, no. It's it's more of an awareness that makes things horrible for kids nowadays. Sucks, man. We gotta we gotta work on that. It don't need to be kids outside no more. It's a it's a house in my neighborhood that got a basketball court, a basketball goal. I ain't I've been here two years. I ain't seen them play a kid play basketball on that shit once. Yeah, back in the day that would have been the spot for the whole damn neighborhood. Yeah, the whole neighborhood would be there. Yeah. Like that parent would be like the neighborhood parent because everybody would be there every day playing either uh basketball or else touch football or something like that, kickball in front of her house. And then they go in her house and drink the purple stuff because fuck Sunny D. I don't understand it, man. I guess it's maybe it's video games. It is. It's like it's 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 honestly. I remember the day 
and this sounds like such an old person thing to say, but I remember the day that I was like, you know what? This outside shit ain't going to last much longer. Scar, you may remember this too. It was a day that Sony came out with a game called The Playground, where they literally had dodgeball, basketball, hopscotch, and all that shit online. And it was one of the first online games ever for Sony PlayStation, like for the PlayStation 2 or the PlayStation 3. And it was called Sony Playground. And I was like, this shit is stupid. But at the same time, if they're doing this, what's stopping them from having basketball on here and football on here? And then kids ain't never going to come outside again. And guess what happened next? Why the fuck do I want to go outside with a kid that I can barely stand when I got a crew of niggas that I know I like across the world? Mm-hmm. Being, a, being a kid in the neighborhood, like before the internet, <clears throat> what we ended up having to do, and I'm sure that this I wasn't alone in this, being a kid pre-internet was having to deal with Sometimes having to play with people that you didn't fucking like because there wasn't enough people for a game to actually pop off. And so you will tell that person, look, I don't fuck with you unless it's time for a game. You're a game associate. If we're not playing a game, you can't come to my house. You can't hang out. We're playing football or something like that. And we need you. You can come hang out. And it taught you how to deal with different people. It taught you how to how to interact with different uh, races, religions. Uh, different mindsets, all that old shit. And now everybody just wants to be aloof, you and, know. And, and another thing is like, and I, and I know this uh, mostly through my daughter, but like these kids have no social skills mm-hmm. at all. Like they don't they don't know how to talk to each other. Like if if it doesn't involve their phones, they don't know how to just like be in school and like, Go make some friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, be like, what's up, dog? I never considered that. Unless, unless, unless your kid plays sports. Like, because Devin plays AAU, he's constantly out with all these different kids. Because he played high school ball and middle school ball and basketball his whole life, he's constantly out there interacting with other kids from other families and other areas and everything. If you didn't play sports growing up, you're in your house playing online with an echo chamber of people or people who are saying completely hateful things in the in the earphones to you. So you start normalizing that shit. And so you come out and when you come out in say high school or the kids who finally come out and start playing ball in like middle school or something like that, they are so socially stilted that it is pathetic. Like some of these kids have never walked to school by themselves. Some of these kids have never been to some of these kids never walked to the local store by themselves. They've never been to the Walmart by themselves. They've never been to the mall by themselves. They've never done any of this stuff. They've never hold gone on, to the hold park. On, hold on, Kids don't go to the mall and just walk around and shit no more? Where they can they buy whatever they need online. Where, where they have malls. Like, uh, the, most of the malls, especially around here, most of the actual, like, big malls are gone. My like, son I'm, and his I'm friend, gonna, his I'm friend has a Walmart. bus and go to the mall and just kind of hang out. All day. My friend, his son has a has a Walmart right across the street, so they go to the Walmart like it's the mall, and that's where they hang out at. They'll go to the Walmart and they'll go to the local McDonald's. But it's a very southern thing too. It's 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 
There's my- nothing out there for these kids where they think it's better than video games. And it's partly our fault because we were always mm-hmm. told when we were kids, video games were extremely monitored because we were the first generation with video games. So our parents were like, you ain't going to be on them damn video games all the time. I was only allowed to be on the video games holiday weekends. So like Christmas break, I could play video games for like two hours a, a day. Uh, any other time, I had to beg, borrow, steal, and kill to get on a video game for more than 15 minutes, which is why at the local Sears, the best part for the kids was that Nintendo stand that they had in the back of the fucking Sears where they had the demo disc with, with Mario or or Double Dragon or whatever on it. Or or you would take your kids to the fucking arcade. For video My mom wouldn't time. take us to the arcade either. We had to go to the mall, and she would go on a casual corner, and we knew she'd be in casual corner for like an hour, so we'd go to the arcade with no money and just watch the demo screens which is why when i grew up the one thing i wanted more than anything else was an arcade cabinet and now i'm getting that um but these kids don't have that i had i used to have i used to get an allowance so i had enough money to go play a little something yeah you know what i mean like i would play a little bit of like street fighter or some shit like that until the asian kids showed up and fucked everything up for everybody but like you know what i mean like you know you still got out there you had 25 cents, and if you die, you got to put another 25 cents in. Nah, dog. That shit was 50 cents at first. Man, y'all ain't talking to you talk about how NBA Jam was a dollar out the gate. Yeah, and fucking running gun was a fucking well, dollar. Well, you wanted to play all four quarters. Yeah, you had to keep cut the quarter. No, 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 my nigga, no. Yeah, You're talking about, no. Remember, these... This is like right before consoles got good enough to where they could put out archaic versions of these games on the console systems. So NBA Jam, when NBA Jam came out, they did something that I had never seen done before in in arcade games. I didn't know they had this option. The owner of the arcade could choose how much a game cost to play. And so you can make it a dollar per quarter. Which, at the height of its popularity, they did that in the mall nearest my house. So it cost four dollars for a game. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't, think I don't know if y'all got these out there in Sacramento because I don't. I don't know Sacramento. I don't think Sacramento is a hipster town. Very. But in in in, in all, when I was in San Diego and then in Austin, they got these modern arcades. But they're not like it's not like um, Dave and Buster's. It's like an old school arcade with old games, but they turn it into like a hipster bar. Yeah, where you like it's a place called Cidercade here in Dallas, where they have like all types of hard ciders. But then they just got a bunch of arcades lined up. They and you pay to get they have one out here. Like, but what we used to do, they used to have a place out here called Nickel Mania, and you would pay a yeah. set fee to get in. And then every game would cost a nickel. And then they had another place where you would pay like 40 bucks. And that would give you like a four-hour pass where all the games would be free. Um, but they didn't they didn't last long. And I always wanted to have it my own arcade. Like, I remember being so fucking stoked when Wreck-It Ralph first came out. Because I felt like that game was... Not just the the what was going on inside the arcade for Wreck-It Ralph, but just that buzz and that love of playing video games in the arcade was something that I could. That's something I can never show my son now. 
You know, even if I tried to show him, I don't think he will feel what I felt, Mm-mm. you know, when you first came into an arcade. And so we went to L.A. We've been to L.A. like twice now for, for basketball tournaments. And in the second trip that we went to, we went to this arcade that they had down there. It was like a, a whole uh, entertainment center place called Boomers. And while we were walking around in Boomers, there's this new, it ain't new, but the new craze for arcade games that aren't like Gamble, you know, Papa Shot, or one of those type of games, um, is Raw Thrills. And Raw Thrills has like a Halo game out there now. Uh, They have a lot of shooters. Uh, They have The Walking Dead and all that. But they also have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. That is a controller and two buttons. And I freaked the fuck out when I saw it. And I had Devin watch me play it. And I was like, look at this. Look at this. This is so cool. And I was having a blast. He was all out of money at this point in time. So he was watching me. Then we were going to go over there and do something with the rest of his teammates. But I was like, watch this. This is dope. Whoop, whoop, whoop. He looked so fucking bored watching me play that game while I was just having the time of my life. And I know that it wasn't boredom from watching me play the game because that's all these motherfuckers do is get online and watch other motherfuckers play video games. So it was just it. The arcade wasn't hitting to him. They spent their whole time uh, playing. There's a basketball version of Connect Four. They played that. There's um, you know the usual Papa Shot. They played that, and then they were outside on the go karts. Because it was an unlimited pass warm for the day. But these kids, the allure of the arcade, the allure of going outside, the allure of interaction is no longer. I think um, that's parents' fault mostly, though. It is. Because we have told the kids, <laughs> we, don't, we don't let them go outside. When they do go outside, it's um, there's nobody else out there. Because even if one parent lets their kid go outside, ain't no other kids out there. You know where... The kids are, I see in the neighborhood now, the kids, where I see kids riding their bikes and interacting and all that, are kids who live near schools. So, the kids who live near schools oh, yeah. are the kids who have to ride their bikes to school. The kids who have to walk to school. The kids who have to do all that kind of stuff to school. And when you ride your bike to school, you walk to school or something like that, usually you find a group of kids to walk with or ride your bike with or whatever, so then you're not doing it alone. So in that, you gain that that click, that friendship. Even when we were younger, that's how it was. You know, you walk to school, there was a group of kids that walked to school with you, boom, that's your click. Nowadays... Well, I take the train to school when I was <laughs> younger because I lived in the city. But were you alone on the train, or did you have friends you would talk to on the train? Oh, no. There would be friends on there or on the bus. But, like, when I lived in the city, before we moved to the county, you know, it wasn't no outside. It wasn't no yards in Baltimore City. So we would walk to the park, and it'd just be a million kids at the park doing football, dodgeball, tag. The basketball courts would all be full with the older kids. And you would And you would have to, like, show your shit. To get on the court with the older kids, mm-hmm. how to play, and I, I drive around like I bought a basketball. So I was like, I need to get back into basketball, so I bought I bought a basketball. It's a, it's like a park right around the corner from my house. I go to the park every now and then. There's some kids on the basketball court, but it's never enough for five on five. It's always like one or two kids, or maybe three kids. There's never like ten kids out there. And when I was young, it'd be twenty five people out there. 
10 people playing, everybody waiting on the side trying to get on. I guess they don't do that no more. They don't. And even at the... So, kids don't play outside anymore. They don't play ball outside anymore. Uh, at least I told Devin he's not allowed to play ball outside anymore because those kids that play ball outside are usually the ones who aren't... They're the ones who will literally try and... like They won't try to injure you, but they're not the most skilled kids in the world. So we go to the gym. The gym is line up and wait to play like it used to be back in the day. But by and large, it, it's nothing like it was when we were kids. And it's only going to get further from where we were as we get older. But it's completely our fault. Like our parents told us we couldn't play video games. So we was like, we're going to let our kids play video games all they want. Boom, just like that. I grew up and I had access. I had money, so I bought video games. That was my passion. And what was my hobby became my kid's hobby. I learned it from watching you, Dad. So I had to buy them video games so they weren't playing on my video game. And now they're playing their video games. And it just keeps going. It keeps spiraling. But luckily, like I said, he loves basketball. So we're able to keep him in that world. And through that He's interacting with other kids in the area. And because it's AAU, he's interacting with kids from other schools as well. So he's getting that wider range of communication and interaction that he would have initially. It's so interesting talking to you and Scar, hearing about kids in 2022. It's just like a different world for me. I feel like I'm going to be a bad parent. I didn't have much to I didn't have much to add to the conversation, but I will say um, uh, Pube was here last weekend and uh, she was playing uh, Life is Strange, True Colors. Mm -hmm. And there's a part where um, there's a couple of arcade games and she just kind of went, she just kind of looked at the arcade games like, I can't play these. And then she said, I don't think I've ever been to an arcade. I mean, mean, other than like a Dave and Buster's type place. And that's not really a real arcade. That's like, you know what I mean? Like just like it's a casino for kids. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese for slightly older kids. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's basically a, an extension of Chuck E. Cheese. So um so there yeah, be kids in there no more. It'd be number of adults. Yeah. So like it's all it's all gone to shit. But I you know what? I was never I was you know, I was that kid. I actually went out and I actually played games with my friends and hung out and stuff like that. But I would much rather be inside playing video games. I've I've always been that dude. I'm much rather uh. be inside playing video games. I just don't I'm I mean, I'm 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 social and all that other stuff, but when it came down to it, like yeah, y'all could be out there in the heat fucking tackling each other, playing fucking <laughs> fucking football in the grass. I'd rather play some fucking tech mobile. Like, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? Like, nah, I'm good. There's times where I actually put like a little TV out on the porch and just played the game on the porch. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, you, yeah. gotta, you gotta go outside. All right, cool. I'm taking this shit with me. <laughs> Emerson, he said the people who hoop outside are sorry. That was like the opposite. Than when I was a kid, the people who hooped outside. But when were, you were a kid, everybody played outside. Well, some people played inside, but the people played inside were the people who had money to play inside, and the people who had money to play inside were usually sorrier but, than the broke uh, people who were outside. But I mean, also when you were growing up, it was the very not the very formation, but it was the start of AAU becoming a big thing, as well as training, like. Basketball yes. trainers and whatnot, I think, has become more prevalent in the last 
six years than it has at any other point in life. Yeah, I um, really have no trainers. And well, that's so, the same thing that happened with my cousin. My cousin, me and my my cousin Devin was here. You know, De- obviously, you know Devin. <laughs> Devin was here um, this weekend, and we were talking about because Devin's like was like an incredible athlete. He had the when he was sixteen, he ran the four fastest four hundred time in the country, um, and so he was a really good athlete. I was a really good athlete, but we didn't do like you no know, specialized training. We just went to you know we did off season shit. Like I played AAU. He did the track version of that. And we played in season, but that's I, it. And then our cousin Corey, our cousin Corey, he got a he went and played at the Air Force Academy, and he had Division One offers. And we were probably better athletes than him. But my uncle, my my cousin, his dad, had a specialized trainer for him from the time that he was fourteen years old. So he would play during the season, and the off season he'd work on this and technique and this and that. And he had training, and they had spring ball. And it's just specialization. They ain't had that shit when I was a kid. I'll tell you this, and, and this will tell you what kind, what, what staying at home and playing video games actually did to someone like me. Um, before before high school, um, I was real thin, um, and in eighth grade, I ran a six minute mile. I would probably run a sixty minute mile at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say 16. <laughs> uh, well, my fat ass right now, like, I might be able to pull off a 16 or a 26, one of those. But, like, yeah, I ran a six-minute mile before I actually really got into my I'm just going to sit down and play video games bag. And, like, I went from, like I said, my, my, my freshman year of high school, I went up four pan sizes. That's what ha- that's what happened. Just sitting at home playing video games in the normal uh, kind of, I guess, what what you would call it now, the kind of depression of having to adjust to high school um, mm. really just kind of fucked me over pretty bad. Look at this. This was a very productive conversation. Yep. And, and, and I learned something from two parents because I don't have no kids. And I'm telling you, I'm gonna be. A you 90- rub that in one more time. Say, Bruh, say, say it again. Me, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna you something. I'm gonna be a '96 parent without the whoopings. That's what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you something. My daughter was interested in a young man that she that's that's in her classes. Awesome. And um, we kept telling her, like, you know, if you're interested in in the little dude, I mean, at least go say hi to him. Like, see, you know, gauge his interest. Like, see if he actually knows who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. And she kept, and she could not. She just kept coming up with excuses of why she couldn't speak to this this dude just to say hi. So, in in typical, I have no social skills fashion. She actually went out, got him a gift, put her information on a card in the gift bag, and then wow. they. Talked. And then they talked, they talked, but like he basically told her that he wasn't interested. But like the whole point of you talking to him first was to see if he was interested. But like, no, that's not what she did. For some reason, she just couldn't speak to the little dude. And because of that, somebody else got to speak to him and somebody else got to him first. And now she mad at the other chick. And, and it's just like, you know what I mean? You, you and she, and she, and she I, all I said was, 
Go Congratulations. To- I said, I said, you got to let that go. You can't be mad at her because she did the thing you couldn't. Like, you know what I mean? Like you oh and, and like, I cannot. I'm not yeah. ready for that. And she <laughs> said, she said one day, she said one day they were in class and they were kind of finished with their work. It was one of those times where like it was at the end of a marking period. Like they weren't trying to give out no more assignments to, you know, so they didn't have more shit to grade. And she said there was a couple of little dudes in the class that were kind of talking about her as like basically saying that she was attractive, but like. She's sitting right there, but the two dudes are talking to each other, and neither one of them thought to turn around and speak to her. She's sitting right behind them. This is wild, man. God damn. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, kids kids these days have no social skills at all. They'll pass the note in class type bullshit. No, it's it's talk to worse. you at the lunch table. It's they even worse. Have lunch tables? Like, what is that like? Yeah, they have lunch tables. Um, and, and like right now, I know I don't know how it is, um, in California, but the lunch tables now have like have like barcodes and or like QR codes and stuff like that because you have to you have to scan the QR code where you are and then basically give like a quick health update for like COVID tracking. Like, how are you feeling oh. right now? And all of this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, they have to do all of that when they go to lunch and shit these days. That's and then what the, Q, what, the, what the QR code tracking does is makes it so if someone does pop up with this shit, they know exactly where you were and whether you were near this person. Oh, that's brilliant. Look at that. Yeah. I wish they, they don't got that shit here in Texas. I can tell you that. <laughs> Hell no, Texas this, doesn't think it exists. Not in this hellhole. <clears throat> so. Another one. So, Brandon, you just saw the episode today, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're going to run this episode because I saw it last week. And now I know how Scar I'll be feeling it. when he be saying that shit. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, you know what? I watched it. I watched it again. I watched it again. Uh, about two hours before this episode. Oh, good. So you can run it. I can't. I, I mean, I don't know the the stuff, but I mean. Oh, I'll send you the. I'll I'll send you the stuff. That's I'll nothing. Um, I just watched it before the show. I I fucked around. I I didn't. I watched it last week, and um, then I skipped ahead to the next episode just to see what happened next because we in dope land now, and that's. Like literally one of my favorite parts of the fucking show overall. So I went ahead and and carried on my wayward son. Um, so yeah. Was it the was it the scene with the bunny? Yes. Okay, that was that's my scene right there. I like that. I like that. <sighs> okay, but you gave me this, so that means I'm supposed to read aloud in front of the class. Fine. That's no, not gonna happen. It. I got it. That's not gonna happen. I got it. I got it. Then get it, nigga. You gotta say go. I did not say go. This is not tag. No, you gotta say go. <laughs> go, nigga. All right, there we go. So the show kicks off with Fee and Sarah with this dead Mark in they in they bathroom. And uh, I'm like, Marcus. why y'all? Yeah, Mark ass Buster. 
What, what else do y'all say in Cali? It's a mark. It's a bunch of mark asses. You know what? We're not gonna go through that because for a long time, these niggas from the East Coast who were jealous of our swag got me on oh, podcast God. just to make fun of the way I spoke. So fuck y'all, <laughs> niggas from the East Coast who can't keep up with our language. Y'all can all eat a dick. The way you make fun of me, the way you make fun of me, nigga. You said son like thirty seven times a minute. Right. What are you saying son for? You from Virginia? You ain't from New York? No, it came from me making fun of New Yorkers, and I just oh. kind of said it. So I just kind of did that so much, it just kind of <laughs> became a part of of me just talking. Did you say word is bond too? Did you say that <laughs> word the big bird? No, 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 no. Mine was that's my word. That oh, mine was that's, that's my, my word. word. No, his his was that's my word, son. Like it was all everything ended yeah, with that's son. My word, son. Yeah, word up. My cousins are from Virginia Beach. Every time I used to go there, they used to say trust after everything. And I was like, what the fuck does that nah, mean? Well, no, I'm not, I'm not one of those. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm a jank person. I'm a jank person. I, I, I'm, I'm about that jank life. When I'm talking so, to my other Virginia people, like I'm, I'm about that jank life. Do, the, do people there really say trust or was that just my family? Um, I, I knew some people who were about that life. Okay. They were always about that trust. I was like, "What are y'all talking about?" It was it was short from trust and believe. I've oh, never heard okay. this before in my yeah, life. Yeah, I just learned. Yeah, every after they after they would say something, they'd be like, "Trust, trust." And I'm like, "What are y'all saying that for?" <laughs> well, I don't get it. So I be I try to learn. I try to pick up. It's, it's Baltimore. The, it's, it's I don't talk like other people from Baltimore, but Baltimore slang is horrible. So I tried to avoid it. Much as possible. It's terrible. <laughs> you, um, I mean, the, the, not even just the slang is horrible. Like your your accent is horrible. It's the worst. Do's and do's. Like, worst. oh my god, that shit is the worst. Hey, just do me a favor. You're from Baltimore. Say Hulu. Hulu. See, he he does he doesn't have the accent. Yeah, I made sure I don't have it. I got rid of that dumb shit. You sound like Jay. Jay made very much sure that he didn't sound like anybody from Alabama to the point where you don't even know. That niggas from Alabama. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think I have. I don't think I have the accent either for Virginia. I don't have a Virginia accent. No, you don't. You don't. Really. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Uh, so it's they got this dead body in their tub. Dead Mike. They're like, no. Can we get like y'all? You want to drink? <laughs> and so they didn't have <laughs> <Right>. a drink. <laughs> like, well, how do you stop? Like, you just put them in the tub, and then you just stop, and then you go get a drink. And that's the reason why. That's the reason why Art fucks everything up in a few seconds because Art shows up, and because they stopped to get a drink, they are not prepared. They weren't prepared to cover up the blood and stuff, and then they have to do it real fast. And it, it was like, you know, like what did you think was gonna happen? Art started. Hold up! What the fuck? <laughs> Rashad, you know, or this. <laughs> so you know how website. This is this is an aside, but this is hilarious. Rashad is going to get a kick out of this. Um, you know how the websites have um, like the banners and stuff, advertising shit. <laughs> so they got IMBD best viewing picks for Asian. Um, Asian American his, his, uh, Heritage Month, right? And they got three actors on this picture. And ain't there one of them Asian? I bet one of them no. Matt Damon. One of them is Simi Liu from Shang-Chi. Okay. Shang-Chi. The other one is uh, Michelle um, 
What's the last thing? Um, it's, it's Michelle Woo's her last name? Michelle Yo. Star Trek? Yo? Michelle no, Yo. Star Trek, it ain't Michelle Yo. Michelle. Michelle Yo, yeah. Michelle Yo from Star Trek Discovery. So. Oh, yeah. The, the, okay. the new shit. The new shit. So the other one is Michelle Yo. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Guess who the third person is? <laughs> Your man's Wayne. So, Scar. Um, <laughs> I guess Samoan is considered Asian. Uh, what do they call it? Um, what do they call that area? Um, I think that is good. Pacific Island. Pacific yeah. Island. Isn't the AAPI including Pacific Island? Yeah. So, I guess mm-hmm. he does count. So, so Scar, I heard you got uh, dick picked. <laughs> Nigga. Yo, let me tell you what happened today. So I I was on Twitter and I'm not on Twitter very often. And I, I but I'm usually if I'm at work and I'm it's not really a whole lot going on. I'll go on Twitter to see what's going on. And I saw Jesse Williams was trending. So I'm like, oh Lord, what the fuck Jesse Williams do now? And apparently he was trending because he's in a he's in a, a Broadway play and he was ass naked. And someone actually had the pictures up on Twitter and I got I got full frontal of Jesse Williams, and I was like, that is not what I thought I was looking for. It is that's not ever what I'm looking for. They get naked uh, on Broadway plays. Yeah, he was he was that. ass naked. Ass naked. And you know, I just got you know, I just got a, just like what the fuck just happened? I've like been to I was, Broadway twice. Nice, you know, nakedness. What the fuck? Yeah, what kind of shows this? I don't know what the fuck kind of show, but you know that I think what's it called? Like, um your boy got um, your boy Harry Potter got naked with, naked for Equus, right? Harry Potter got naked. <laughs> yeah, after 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 Harry Potter was over, he got a, a um, Equus is a something about a guy's relationship with a horse. I don't know. I don't think they have sex, but I think there's some nakedness with the horse. Um, I guess all these kid actors, when they get old enough, they're just like, I'm about to do something wild, and my man's about to be weird out. It's, like Zendaya and um, what's that show? Uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Like you go from Disney Channel and Spider Man, and then you turn on Euphoria. It's like, hold on, is that MJ? <laughs> yeah, and, then, and and one of the other one of the other trending topics was uh, trending topic about um, people wanting uh, Britney Spears to stop sharing the same pics of her naked. <laughs> Apparently she keeps sharing the same pictures of her of her naked on vacation. Yo, I'm I I I will say that I stumbled over those pictures. And pictures of Britney Spears, I'm not going to say anything denigrating about her, but now I see exactly why hips are so important to having your nice ass. Like, Britney Spears has a body of a pencil. And so, there's no way that she just, she looks, first of all, she looks natural. You know, she she's pleased with herself uh, after her conservatorship or whatever. But, mm-hmm. she's formless. And it was starkly... Uh, shown in that picture, and I was like, "Damn, okay, I guess the hips don't lie." That was all. 
That's why sometimes that that body type goes for the big boobs to give you some form. Mm. Like Pam Anderson. If you see Pam Anderson with and without boobs, it's like a completely different visual. I don't know. A lot of these uh, folks that I see on Instagram, I was watching Scrubs uh, earlier today. That too. Uh, Elliot from Scrubs, she has the butt of Beavis from Beavis and Butthead. That's all I can think about now when I see folks with no ass. It's just Beavis and Butthead butt. Fun fun fact, his real name is Bernard. Really? Whose real name is Bernard? Beavis? Oh, no, no, no. Butthead. The real name is Bernard. Sorry. I heard they're bringing that show back too. I'm interested. I love her. Yeah, but like the whole the whole crux of that was watching music videos. Does anyone do we watch music videos these days? Like that. Figure something out. Yeah, like we we don't really watch music videos like we used to. So another thing we said we were talking about the past. We used to come home and watch. Yeah, well, I came in at the end of your MTV raps. Y'all probably came in right during the middle of your MTV raps. But I come home and watch your MTV raps. And then when I was in high school, it was 106 and Park every day after school. And we, next day in school, everybody's <laughs> talking about 106 and Park. I'm about to date myself. But um, okay, so when I was younger, Video Soul was so much of the shit, bruh. Video Soul was. VH1 Video Soul? No, uh, BET Video B- Soul with Donnie Simpson. Right, it used to be everything, and then they did the countdown on Friday, like the weekend. They did the little countdown junk. It used to be everything. Um, and then of course, like when they started doing like the daytime stuff, when we came home from school, that was when you had Sita. No, we don't talk about her. We don't talk about Sita. Um, oh, she was the um, she was the cartoon. I mean, she was the animated woman. Yes, mm-hmm. okay, um, I remember. She was an animated hood rat. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I liked her, and mm. and your boy hits, yeah, hits from the streets, <laughs> aka I need money. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga, and then Tigger in the basement, actually yeah. in his fucking basement. You know what? I'm gonna say this. I mean, outside of the stuff that uh, that Superhead said about him, I don't think he was that bad on the uh, on the actual microphone. Like, I don't necessarily want to hear a big ticket song, but if when he started yeah, spitting fine. a little bit, he was right. he was. I mean, y'all said all them folks, but y'all just left out Joe Claire like he didn't even exist. Joe Claire, Joe but see, Claire? see oh, Joe Claire, ahead. Joe Claire. I think he was the he was the first. No, no, no. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Nah, it was the first was that dude. Uh, his name was uh, Chris something. He was a uh, he. He actually was a comedian, and he used yeah. to do like voices and shit like that. Um, and then, and then he was on like some sort of. Um, he was on a talk show on BET like way, way back in the day. It was called Tell Me Chris something. Spencer. Okay. <laughs> I guess and the white kids used to watch TRL, and then the black, and then everybody started watching TRL at some point. I mean, yeah, we used, black people on. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, I used to. I mean, I. I like rock music and all of that kind of shit, especially the new metal stuff like Corn and Limp Bizkit and stuff like that. So I was all about TRL at that point. And and I had I went through a boy band phase where I really like like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and all. Yeah, that I'm surprised. Stuff. I'm surprised music videos aren't back because they could do some really cool. They like, are back. They're on YouTube. I mean, uh, Kendrick right. shit just got seven million views in one night. Yeah. What really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't it's, know that. Kendrick's new The Heart Five got. Seven million views in not a night, my nigga. I'm sorry, I said a night. I'm um, my bad. 
It was like six hours. <laughs> what? And the sample is the sample is from a song written about a sixteen-year-old. Yes, I want you. Yep. Let's see. At this point in time, the Heart Five, which has been out one day ago, has fifteen million views. God damn! I didn't know that. It's pretty sweet. But nobody too, talks about music. It's dope. It's a dope ass video. How we got fifteen? The only music videos people talk about are the raunchy ones. Like no, nah, they talk the the music videos I hear people talk about is is this one and then this is America, which is the other one that went like viral like WAP. that. WAP. Yeah, but there's a reason for that. I mean, yes, I'm a, I'm gonna always watch Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B walk, walking through anywhere, and if they make it, so much is better. A male horse. So what? She's calling herself she a male horse. Dude. A, a, a stallion is a male horse. Dude, rappers for years have said that beautiful women are called stallions. Yeah, and then and that's always weirded me the fuck out because it's like, what? that's a male horse. Like, what are we talking about here? A stallion. I never understood that. And then, like, you know, there's, there's been some other, like, when we had this conversation about people saying, uh, very weird stuff. I do saying weird stuff on rap songs. Um, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I am so... I, I'm just pleased by the way that you stopped yourself. The restraint. Back to the right? show. Art starts banging on the fucking door like a cop. Oh, we still, in the first, we still in the first paragraph. Art starts banging on the door like a fucking cop because he is a cop. And they try to, they try to hide the blood spots. They put like a paint tarp over it. And he comes in, and I, I was watching this, and I was like, please don't make him look like a fucking dumbass. He's supposed to be a detective. They acting weird as shit. He should do some detecting. And he did some detecting. He looked at the floor. He saw the blood stain. He saw Fee standing and over there Felix, by the bathroom. Felix was so guilty looking. <laughs> like, like he, he couldn't have played that no cooler than what he actually did. Like, he, he looked so guilty. It's like, I mean, Felix was playing this shit how your, how your kid does when, like, they do something, like, really bad, like, but it's in the kitchen. And, like, you come in the front door, you come home from work, you come in the front door, and they're, like, standing in the doorway of the kitchen like, hey, Dad, and they're not moving. <laughs> <laughs> How was your day? Can I get you something from out here? Like, so <laughs> I don't Art, want you to come in here. Can I get you something? Art busts in the bathroom. He see the dead Mark in the bathtub. It's like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing, basically? So then they then they do a little little thing, and they come back, and Kasima is on the call, and she's showing uh, pronouns. Sarah is showing Kasima uh, the Mark in the tub, and he's like, oh, it looks. He looks, the dead person looks like this and that. And they're like, I think he has a design flaw, like kind of like me. And Kasima's like, yeah, what do you want me to do? And then he's basically like, I need y'all to get me this brain. And Mar- and Art was like, I don't want, I shouldn't have nothing to do with this shit. Exactly. <laughs> right but they ain't not sure had nothing to do with it. It's just they were guilty and you're a cop and you figured the shit mm-hmm. out that something was up. But they didn't want you to have nothing to do with this. And she was just like, yo, we need you to, but you, you, you missed the key point though. This episode has been, it was a lot of after Beth. Like, like after Beth. I said that specifically for you to say that. I but, appreciate um, it. There's 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 a lot of like like allusions to Beth and when when she showed uh, him uh, when she showed uh, Art 
Kasima, Kasima was like, I, I knew Beth and I miss her. And we, he was, she said, we miss her. And then, um, and then Art says, I do too. And then that that starts, there's a through line of this episode of remembering Beth that they that they kind of they kind of slid in there. Sarah's uh, the only it, one that don't know Beth. Yeah, and that's that's the crazy part. Like the only thing that she knows about Beth is what she's learned from everyone else, uh, which is a terrible way to try to get to know someone. Um, but that all that all comes to a head, like on the last the last season, that all kind of comes to a head. Um but um i think it's the last season but um but yeah the the idea of like they put this beth through line in here and it's just like you can sprinkle some of this shit in like other episodes like you had to put it all here and then you you kind of come to a conclusion um about beth in in later on in the episode but like yeah art was just kind of like you know i shouldn't be here for this like we asked you to come here <laughs> And so Art says, hey, Sarah, listen, let me rap to you about something. I got some I got some news. And he basically tells him that, like, yeah, like, I got to I got to lead on Mark. I kind of I got to lead on him. So she's like, oh, basically, like, all right, let's go. Let's go do this. So then they cut to Mark and Gracie. They're in this motel room. He got his arm wrapped up from burning his fucking tattoo off last episode. And it's very weird. And Mark is worried about he's he wakes up, he's looking for Gracie. She gone. And he gets his gun about to go out looking for her. And she at the door. And she's like, oh, we're across the street. There's some good ass cinnamon buns. And right. Mark is like, bro, your family is looking for you. What are you doing? Like, you need to lay low. And she says, All right, then, but like I'm trying to enjoy my honeymoon. And then they fucked, apparently. Yeah, that was, that was that was weird. Like the after the afterfuck um was very weird. Where the way that he's talking, he's talking like a ch- like kind of like a child would talk. It was just kind of like you know the other guys in in military academy. You know they went out, they chased girls, and they did you know the sex stuff. It's like what? you know what when I heard that part. I immediately thought of a song that I thought was great. And I'm, I mean, I still think it's pretty fucking fantastic. But then I listened to the lyrics because, you know, you hear a song, then you hear the beat, then you hear the lyrics of the song. And that's when everything changes. Brandon, have you ever heard Now That We're, now that we're Done by 112? Mm, probably. <laughs> Okay, hold on. I thought you were going to say 17. No. So, soul shout. Check this out. <laughs> that ha 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 is very important for the rest of this song. Taste your soul. I'd let you taste my fucking emo. 
emotions and I can No place I'd rather be than with Please let me do you again. For those y'all who are unsure what that what that statement just was, got to try my best to reach the lowest lows to a place where no one goes. If you let me taste your soul, I'll let you taste my funky emotions, and okay. then I'll cover you with me. You'll be in a pool of ecstasy. There's no place that I'd rather be than with you. They That's made an excellent a, song. I like that. They made, a, they made a song about the emotions that you get when I bust a nut in your after, face. After you, after you, <laughs> after you get the good bust. Like, after I busted a nut in your face, lying here in a bed full of trust, just don't fully cover the lust. Anticipating on the questions I'll ask, was I strong enough or will I last? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of hard to play this right. The feeling that I have inside is something that I just can't hide. Yes. Now that I'm done, what are you thinking? <laughs> this is the this is the too close of after your after you bust a nut. Like it's the same type of song. Like why are you let why are you letting them know how we really feel? Hey, if you let me let, let me let me let me break this down to you, because Brandon, you still look kind of just Brandonish. Let me put this to you in a way that this show will instantly become explicit. Got to try my best to reach the bottom of the pussy hole, the place where nobody's reached yet with their dick. If you let me eat you out, I'll let you suck my dick, and then I'm a nut all over you. <laughs> You're gonna be lying in it. <laughs> Get a towel. There's no place that I'd rather be right now than with you. I feel so close to you right now. Everybody was all about the sex stuff in school. I didn't do the sex stuff. That's a that's a good that's a good song. You know that's it's one of my favorite songs. When I when I it's when like Cameron sucking or not. <laughs> True. But the the crazy part about it is when you know when I was younger and I had my little playlist that I would put on when it's time to do that thing, I realized that there was a lot of like dudes singing because they were able to sing the things that I felt and I felt like I would never actually want to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they were much better at saying it than I, the way that I was thinking about it. <laughs> so, yeah. But you know, like I'm, I've gotten, I've gotten better with my words. So like, there's, there's some places I could go when I'm actually having the conversations myself. Now that I don't necessarily need the music to do for me. So then, uh, so yeah, they're done, and so then, uh, basically, they start talking. Like they start having a real talk after that, and he, uh, he told her his father, uh, her father went AWOL, and you know. He was on assignment from the military to recover some scientific material that his father had. And she's like, oh, that's why you fucking with me to get this shit? You just using yeah. me? Yeah, because she was like, I know this area. I know this. I know Willard Finch lives near here. Like, so that's why we here. Is that what you're saying? That's why we're here. And, and he was just like, you know, I never actually left. He said, I never actually left the military. And she was mad as fuck. And I'm like, at this point, why didn't you fucking tell her the truth about you? Like, the whole truth? He still left out that one little bit. 
Because she know he know how they feel about clones in that family. Yeah, but like you you married her, you married her without letting her know who you really are. So did the family know he was a clone? Is that, that are we supposed to know that? That part I don't know. I I I don't know if I don't know if her father uh, her father may have known, but it's very obvious her mama didn't know from what happens at the end. Yeah, she ain't know. So then they cut to my girl Allison and Donnie, and they on the sidewalk selling soap. Hustling, hustling. They come across this one white woman, and Allison's trying to pitch her about being on the school board or whatever. And she's like, I don't know if somebody in your condition should be running for the school board. And Allison was like, oh, really? Well, uh, anyway, I got something from you from Ramon. <laughs> she switched you know, Ramon. Real fast. And, she she, like, and she's like, oh. And she's like, so uh, how about you get this soap? It'll get you what you need. And she was like, "Oh, and the price—the price of the brick went up. It's sixty dollars." Yeah, she now. she she tells her about the soap, and then she lifts up the soap a little bit into some pills. There's a little baggie with the pills in it, and she saw them pills, and her her whole shit changed up. Yeah, she 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 hit her off with the uh, what's my nigga's name from the wire real quick. The price of the brick. You right. She hit her off with that real swiftly. Like, hey, before you even touch this shit, and do I have your support? Right? She was like, she was like, no, tell me about them school, them school zones you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, let me, let, let's hear about these zones. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So then uh, they cut back to art. She showed them pictures uh, of the. Uh, she basically, I saw them. I saw Mark's brothers, and so Sarah. Uh, oh no, that's not here. Uh, so show Sarah pictures he took at the Johanston Ranch, and they know. Uh, he tells him that, like, the, you know, Helena burned down the fucking house and everybody dipped. But we know Mark took them tr- took that uh, took that truck and dipped. Um, and so they're looking for the caster samples. And then they go and find Alexis. Is she the one that um, Helena was, like, about that to she, whip his ass? Yeah. She's also, her, right? she's also the double. She's also the... the 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 double when there's two clones on the screen. So yeah, they see the midwife who Helena was about to whip her ass uh, a few episodes back. She's like, I, I don't know where the fuck she's working, but she's out there. She's out there taking the trash out and shit. Like she got she got herself a real job. And she's like, I've I've been cast out by the family. <laughs> and so she's like, What about my sister? And she was like, I don't know shit about your sister. And she was like, All right, all right then. But uh, what about? Um, what about Gracie and Mark? And she was like, "No, oh. he, uh, he showed uh, Art shows her a picture of Mark, and then she says that he left with he took Gracie and left, and then that's when um, Art says, uh, "Did they did they steal that truck?" And then after that, her uh, um, Sarah. Sarah and her have to carry on a conversation. Art goes to the car and like a dumbass calls in the the thing about the truck over the radio where everybody can hear. Who's listening? Alexis is. That's how that's oh. how all of the stuff at the end of the episode happens. Because, because Alexis that. heard that because Alexis goes back to the family after the fact. And remember, when she goes back to the family, uh, the, she, she, you know, mama shows up at the door. It's like, bitch, we don't fuck with you. And, and she was just like, I know what Gracie is. 
Jones. And then she was like, oh, okay, come on in. Yeah, but before that, she tells Sarah, she was like, oh, yeah, guess what? They put um, they put a baby in your sister. Ha <laughs> ha, basically. Like, yeah, they put and, a baby and, in your sister. You know, and, abomination. And, they t- and she tells her that they put, a base, they put the same babies in Gracie, too. She tells yeah, they put the same babies in Gracie. Uh, so then Gracie and Mark are just uh, talking about Willard Finch. And if he hiding something from her daddy and he about to go make it happen. And she was like, listen, we don't need no more scenes. Let me go handle this. So he's like, all right. So she drives that big ass truck. Oh no, before that, they cut to uh the military base. And uh, you know, Paul brings the other Mark in. I forget his name. And um that is um Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, I'm Rudy. reading further, Rudy. And Dr. Cody immediately meets them and slaps out Rudy, says he killed his own brother. Rudy was like, yo, that dude was tweaking. What you want me to do? She slapped dog fire out this nigga. She slapped his glasses to clean the fuck off. He said he was stage five in the field and killing your brother is the protocol. But she says it wouldn't have happened if he and Seth had followed orders and gotten back to the base. Paul says the defect is getting worse than the boys in the field. Uh, Seth went from asymptomatic to stage five in a day. And Dr. Cody said they did the stress test, the neurocog on Helena, and she doesn't have the defect. So her biology might have might have the answers to why. Uh, and it's so, so, yeah, I was asking a question at this point. Um, so Paul doesn't know what's going on with the other clones and the, the thing that's happening with them. Like it's like because he like, does, Paul, he does what's happening with Kasima. But like Paul is does he know? Because he didn't say anything. He didn't say yeah, because he was to... in the room when Rachel was talking shit to Leaky about Kasim ain't gonna get help unless you do what I need you to do with Sarah. Right, but does he know? Does he know that all of the clones have them except for those two? That's the oh, yeah, that's the question. That. He knows that all of the, he knows all of the all of the caster boys have a defect, but does he know that all of the leader girls have a defect also? Because he the closest one the the one that he's closest to doesn't have it. Yeah. And so um Paul uh Paul is uh Paul is like out there like running out like the the what do you call it like the field shit for these people. Yeah. And and basically she sends Paul to Arlington to report to the director uh so they don't get shut down basically because yeah. of these defects. Uh, then they cut to Kasima and Scott. They dissected Seth's body. Felix is losing it. He looked like he about to throw up. Which, Hold on one second. Know. Hold on one second. Did anyone like? Okay, so you know we we talk about like like you know these days we talk about like pronouns and stuff like that. Um, I didn't. I kind of felt some kind of way when Virginia spoke about the Castor Boys as a weapon. It's like you, she said, you know, she, because she was talking to him about, um, you know, you need to go to Arlington and try to smooth this over so I can so I can fix them. And then in and, and when Paul tried to object, she said their weapon has a defect. And she basically referred to the caster boys as just a weapon. Yes. Yeah, like Wolverine. Meanwhile, meanwhile, like meanwhile, they consider her a mother. But she referred to them as a weapon, and that that just didn't sit right with me. Wanda refers to the Vision as her husband when it was really just a machine. 
It's a machine that loved her. Uh, yeah, a machine that loved but, her. But but the, but here's the here's the question about Wanda, and I mean I haven't seen the new movie, so I don't know anything about the new movie. But um, but like there's a there's another connection between Wanda and Vision. Um, Wanda's powers came from the stoneness in his head. So do they have that connection to each other? August referred to Jada as his wife. Did he? I don't know nothing about that story. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't they, keep, they keep pushing this narrative that uh, that Will is about to refer to her as his ex-wife, Wilson. Hmm. But I, I never, I never saw it. So then, uh, yeah, they cut the brain out and they're taking it for analysis. Man, they put that that shit was so. You know what, Scar? Fuck you, first of all. I'm looking you right in the eye when I say that one. I'm not apologizing for it this time because um, you're the first one who pointed out to me about the 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 gaffer who does the sound effects in the background. That's a gaffer, right? So no, that's that's what you call it. That's um, that. No, the sound effects are usually done afterwards by the, what is it called? The sound effects people. Um, Whoever they are. Yeah, you like, pointing that out. But she, had First bolt, of all. but she had those bolt cutters and she had to. Like, yeah. And like, ugh, it was just. Ugh. Yeah, but then Nisha and I went to the movies uh, this past week. Saw like three separate things. And every single time we watched something, all I could think about was somebody sitting off to the side watching this movie on the screen doing the sound effects they were doing it. So, right, <sighs> Foley artist. There we go. Foley artist. Yes, we were sitting there cracking up at this one movie because they had so many sound effects going on back to back, and we were like, "We know that Foley artist is suffering." So that show false scar. Sorry. Go ahead. Doctor Nealon's with Rachel, who's fucked up. Bandages still in her head in a motorized chair, performing exercises with flashcards. Hey, she was doing so bad that he had to hit her off with the A. Hey, you know what? You, somebody done took your place. You've been, you been replacing these streets, fam. What you going to do about it? What card is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Top side's been told that she died in a plane crash. So she goes, am I finished? <laughs> goes, right? Uh, no, you're still valuable. Like, we'll focus on your recovery, then we'll see what happens there. And you're like, what's this next card? She was like, a horse. And then they showed her card, and it's the two-headed horse. So is this dude part of Caster? Is that what they're trying to say? That he's part of the Caster program? No, he's... he's. I mean, part I, of the Prolethes? I, I think, no. I think no, he's, Caster, sorry, yeah. He's, I think he's connected with Topside, which is over all of this. Oh, okay. I think he's more connected with Topside than anybody. I don't, and Rachel didn't even recognize it. She just thought it was a horse. You know, right. Oh, it's a horse. Because remember, uh, Rachel doesn't know anything about the Castor Boys. Dr. She, Cody, wanted, she uh, wanted to kill all of the leaders. That's true. Dr. Cody meets Rudy in his, her office. Uh, Paul uh, only pretends to stand there, but mother, you know, I forget, that's so weird calling her mother. <laughs> she asked for his logs. And uh, she gave him a little bit. Note- she gave him that notebook that Seth had that he was writing all that shit down that he took out of his uh, coat after he killed him. She looks through him. Uh... Yeah, it, you you get from the from the books that because remember the the, the oh girl, yeah, took that hair from the girl. Yeah, yeah. They t- she the girl said that they took her ID, they wrote down her information, and they took a piece of her hair, and we didn't really know why. And apparently, it's all in this book. And we still don't know why in the show. 
we don't know why in the show yet. Okay. Uh, Rudy says, yeah, should have come back to the base, but that was the only chance they had at Sarah uh, if she had the cast of samples. Then they cut to Allison, um, <laughs> who leaves her house and some neighbor mother says they've heard of her, uh, her new business and they roll up on her. Like, oh, you got the good shit. Let me get yeah. some soap. Yeah, let me get some of that soap, dog. She said, "Oh, I got, I got, um, I got specials for new customers. Would you like a sample? Would you like a sample? You like know, on, um, like on, um, Snowfall, giving out that crack. Basically, basically, like, yo, I got that soap for days. I need to get back to Snowfall. It's such a great show. I only watched two episodes this season. I'm behind. I am I'm all the way watch- done with everything." I've only watched a couple of episodes of season two. I watched season one and then I, I kind of stopped. But there's there's a reason for that. That reminds me, I had an epiphany today that I, I was going to use as our beginning show conversation. But I was someone who uh, tried to be all high and mighty and not watch uh, certain uh, sports uh, debate shows because I thought it was terrible takes and bad for sports and bad for sports conversations. And then somehow over the past month, I, st- I started watching first take again. And I'm part of the problem because Stephen A. Smith is like the most entertaining man on television. I don't know what Absolutely. to tell y'all. Absolutely. He's the most entertaining man on television. He, I cannot take my eyes off it. I know I'm part of the problem. There's a reason why he's the most he's the highest paid person at ESPN. There's a reason because like no matter what he says, like he says it the, the way he talks and like the the way he gets into shit is so fucking entertaining. It's so entertaining. I cannot help it. It's, I was like, it's a wonder his talk show got canceled. Like you know, because he used to have a talk show. I am then, part of the problem, and I I fully acknowledge it. And him and Mad Dog Mad Dog Russo and him should not be on television. That is way too much New York nonsense. And I watched that like a terrible human being. I love watching J.J. <laughs> Reddick put Mad Dog in his place. Oh, yeah. J.J.'s my uh, my dude. He's great. But, yeah, that was my little aside. But, yeah, I'm sorry. Stephen A's the best. I can't. Yes. I can't. I know he has some <laughs> fucked up shit. The cra- most entertaining man on TV. Here's the craziest thing about Stephen A. When you watch the YouTube videos and, like, they usually, like, somebody says something about thank you for watching uh the espn video or whatever <laughs> yeah. like that every time it's Stephen a at the end of the shit it always sounds like he's yelling at me he's yelling at you <laughs> yes. he's, like, he's like thank you for watching like whoa, whoa, <laughs> calm down, dog. it's not that serious like whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> there was a there was a there was a show a few weeks ago where he was trying to figure out how ben simmons got hurt and I promise you, I could not go back. It was I was supposed to be working. I could not go back to work because nah, he's man. trying to figure out how he got hurt. He's like, was he getting his groove on? Did he? Did he? Fuck, did he hit a bump nah. driving to his girl's house? No, his his Kyrie Irving, uh, Kyrie Irving um, is a master of getting off work. Uh, rant is yeah, the best, like the best. Uh, like, th- there, look like he not here for Stephen A. There is, there is nobody there. There's nobody better doing this. And I, and I like, I like cussing Stephen A. When he was on, um, uh, when he was on Bomani show. Oh yeah, on Game Theory. Yeah, when he was funny, he was using the dropping f bombs. Yeah, he was, he was real funny over there. I like. 
So yeah, that's my little. I that I mean, I don't know why snowfall. Oh yeah, because snowfall like they was they was not they was helping themselves, but they was part of the problem. That's what I felt like. I was part of the problem with Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> um, so then <laughs> I would say that at the end of this episode. <laughs> so she noticed. Uh, so Allison noticed that Marcy was campaigning nearby and mentioned the election to the girls. Like that reminded her, like, oh, it's right, I'm running for election. So then they cut back to the garage and Donnie and Allison making bread. Donnie, like, look, we're gonna be uh cut even in a few months. Like, we're gonna we're gonna be making a profit in a few months. And she's like, Of course, honey. She's so like she's so like white womany, but like hilarious. And Marcy just barsh, just barges into their fucking garage. For real, she just walks in there. I'm like, this black woman just walking into this white woman garage. What the fuck going on here? Uh and so Donnie has the money, and um, Marcy's like, I got a proposal. She's like, I'll get you a good deal in this house. And Donnie's like, oh, it has a saltwater pool. <laughs> it has a saltwater pool. And uh, uh, Allison's like, this is a different school district. I ain't interested. And Marcy yeah, was like. She's like, exactly, bitch, leave. <laughs> I'm trying Marcy to get was like, you listen, you can sell these soaps or whatever, but you ain't going to win. And, Mark, and Allison was like, all right, then, bitch, leave. <laughs> Basically, right. I got you. And Johnny was like, you know what? It's a nice house. We should take her up on it. And she's like, motherfucker, what are we going to do about the body in the fucking garage? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, you know what we're working right now on this soap? There's a body right down there. <laughs> right right Art, there. Art and Sarah visit Willard Finch at the farm. Man, fuck He's Willard clearly, Finch. Motherfucker. Like a Bundy. Like the Bundy gang? He ain't no Bundy gang. He is straight up racist with a Confederate flag in his fucking window. Oh, he a Bundy gang. Did you see what they said? The FBI rolled up on him and took all their fucking guns? Yeah. The guns that were hidden in the fucking corn patch? In the corn patch? He is the fucking Bundy gang. And then then he called uh, Art boy. He's like, I ain't your fucking boy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Art was like, how about I call the FBI? And they they come back up here. How would you like that? And then Willow was like, all right, then. Uh, I don't know this Mark fellow, but Gracie showed up here. She came up here to pay her condolences. And the women, the women about to run the world. How fucked up is this country? And he was he was creepy as fuck. Like when she Yeah, he up, looked he looked real pervy. Yeah, because he was like, You sure have blossom. Like, whoa, <laughs> calm down, dog. And then he and then he was talking about like her, her dad bringing her to come play out there while they were doing business and stuff like that. But then, like, but you looking at her, you looking at her like she food, like, bruh, like that's a for you, that that's a child. What are we talking about here? Like, this shit is fucking weird. That dude, fuck that dude. So this is what Scar said earlier. Alexis showed back up at the uh, Johansson's house. And Bonnie's like, fuck you doing here? And he, she's like, listen, let me just, let me just, just let me talk. Just let me talk. I know where Mark took Gracie, and then they cut away. Uh, yeah. Then they come yeah, back because, to the because she heard it because she heard it because Art talked on the fucking shit. radio out out in the open. It's like duh, like I don't know. I I just thought that that was a little bit weird, but I guess you had to make this story work. So I guess, but it so seems it seems a little wrong. Gracie had took that crate back. Mark opens it up, <clears throat> and it looked like it's a bunch of bullshit in it. No samples. Like samples have to be cold. He must right. have them back there. Uh, 
And he said, he said, <clears throat> he made Gracie go get so He's like, yo, go get yourself nothing, something nice, and I'll be right back. After scolding her for going out and buying shit, he sent her <laughs> out to buy shit. Like, what are we, what are you doing here? So Art and Sarah eating dinner, and Sarah says, uh, you know, all right, don't you got some real police work shit you got to be doing? Like, you should go back. And then he was like, nah, you know, Sarah, you know, Beth was just close. And, you you know, y'all are just so fierce. You're fierce like Beth. And then Sarah this, was like, this missed oh. the other, this, this uh, recap missed the other, like I said, there's a lot of after Beth in this, um, because when they were in the car and he, and she, he was trying to quiz her on how to think like a cop. And she was just like, why are you making me do this? And he was just like, cause I'm riding with my partner. And then he said, look, look, I know who I'm dealing with. But like, you know, what I mean, like you and Beth have a lot in common and all of this other stuff. Like he is connecting the two of them emotionally. He yeah. loved it. Her. Yeah, he he loved it. Hurt Jimmy. He I loved it. Her. Never told her. But yeah, that's yeah. So so it all comes to a head. Like the, I just bought her. I, I brought her coffee every morning and yeah. asked her if she wanted some cream in her coffee. Did she want to lay in a pool of ecstasy? <laughs> That. Um, but like so all of these connecting points to Beth I don't know why it all happened in this episode like what Kasima mentioning Beth and saying that she knew Beth and she missed her and then like him talking in the um, him him talking in the car and then now this conversation at the diner like I don't know why all of this stuff about Beth had to be in this specific episode that's the weirdest part for me so then um you know, oh, so then Sarah looks around and sees Gracie eating there. Like, oh, shit. So she goes and sits with Gracie and asks about Mark and his brothers, which surprised her. She's like, my husband doesn't have any fucking brothers. So I was like, bitch, your husband got brothers. Look, here's a picture. they twins. They look exactly alike. And Gracie's like, oh, shit. So he's one of y'all? Like, she's like, oh. I, she tries to get up. Like, oh, shit, I can't deal with this. And, now, uh, the, the, the first before she does that, she hits her with you're going to have Helena's baby conversation that she had with Alexis earlier. You're going to have Helena's baby. So, you know, I got a kid. So, you know, my kid and your kid going to be cousins. And like she's like trying to trying to connect her, trying to connect herself to her. And then she was just like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm just going to drop this bombshell and be out. Uh, yep. So then. um they cut back to Mark. He's at the Willis Farm, torturing Finch for information, trying to find a sample. This dude just fucking dies because he's so old and decrepit. He dies. Uh, Gracie goes to the motel and packs. Bonnie walks in, and she don't give a fuck about this one, this girl. And it's basically like, you know, you shouldn't have left. Your only value is that you're pregnant. Uh, you got a purpose, so you coming with me. Uh, they cut back to Diaz, Scott Kasima examine the cells and Seth's brain and find well-advanced illness. Uh, she cross-references the DNA with the leader DNA and finds that something, uh, basically finds out that they brothers. So she calls Sarah's like, look, let me tell you, the Castro boys, they are brothers. Sarah's like, what you talking about? She's like, look, they are brothers. They like us, but boys. Um, Sarah finds uh, Finch dead. Uh, and Mark with him looking, you know, looking like, you know, he's basically like, I didn't think he was going to die. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, he planned on uh, Finch talking, not dying. And so she says, uh, you know, 
the door they can to get Helena back, which Marks doesn't. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Helena, basically. Uh, Sarah said he should because they're sisters. Mark don't want to believe it. Put a gun to her head like, you're fucking lying to me. I just need to get these samples. Uh, and he only care about Gracie. He leaves to go to his truck, and that's when Bonnie shows up and shoots his ass with a sniper gun. Bonnie's got a gun. He tries to crawl in the cornfields. She no scoped his ass. Bonnie's got a gun. <laughs> Yeah, she was like pervert nigga better run. She was like coffee, Rashani. Bonnie's got a gun. She was like Pam What's Greer. this nigga gonna do? Cause Mark is like 22. We told you Gracie was 16, but that didn't stop you anyway. Fuck Mark. And he shoots and she runs up on him talking shit. Yeah, she hits that nigga with a leg shot, so he can't get away fast. Basically. Basically, you just hear another gunshot. You don't see it, but you hear another gunshot, so you assume he did. You assume she double tapped, but. And that's the end of the show. And Sarah's stuck in the barn. Sarah's stuck in the barn. Hey, she's in the middle of the barn. But I mean. I I am really excited about where this show's about to go as far as the pill game. But uh, as I think about it, I realize that this is the part where two shows that I was watching at the time start to marry into one another. Because all of a sudden, the nigga that shows up in the next episode was a nigga who dropped off for the other show I used to watch all the time, Shameless. And I was like, oh, okay. That's where he was all this time. Yeah, I like uh, the where the where that part of the story goes. I like the fact that they're 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 getting Allison in the story in a different way. Like she's still mm-hmm. separate. She's still separate from everyone. But like the what they do with Allison this season um, makes her one of my favorite clones. Because like I know that you know Allison ranks highly ab- ab- for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she doesn't. She. Until around now, she doesn't rank very highly for me. Uh, my my favorite clone is still Helena. Like when she's talking, when she's talking to Paul, and she's just like, "Oh, so you were fucking Sarah? You fuck Rachel?" And then she was like, "Come inside." Licks her hand and tells him, "Have another." Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like who was? And then he and then she was like, "Yo, I'm gonna kill all y'all." And didn't start going brat like you know what I mean. Like she was about that life. I I fucking love Elena, man. I mean, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, you know, I see, I I know how Allison makes me. She amuses me in a million different ways, and she's so effortlessly gangster because honestly, she ain't got no gangster in her. She's just. That woman. I mean, this is like this basically like she kind of low key goes breaking bad. Yeah. Pretty easily too. Yeah. <sighs> Boy. Uh Brandon, you got anything? Yeah, you also go listen to that Batman podcast. It's dope. Uh and somehow well not somehow, but it overtook Joe Rogan as the number one podcast on Spotify, which makes me happy. The Batman, Batman podcast? So Warner Brothers put out a podcast called Batman Unburied, which is actually like a show. 
So it's like episodes and it has sound effects and actors and all that stuff. But okay. It's a podcast and it's made by Warner Brothers and it's like this alternate take on Batman. He's like a doctor. Oh, and some oh. fuck shit happens. Oh, uh, the, keep, really uh with with that in mind, we're alive is back. I know. I dig so, yeah, it. But Batman Unburied. Go listen to it. It's dope. It's a really interesting take on the Batman world. Uh, but it's like a fully active show. And while you're there, go listen to Sam. And the guy, oh, the dude from uh, Oz is on there. Which one? The black dude that uh, got hooked on drugs, the cop. The oh. Dude the dude that's in everything? Lieutenant like, Daniels. That dude is yeah, in everything. Daniels, he's in it. I think yeah. he's playing Gordon. I don't know. I think he's playing Thomas Wayne. I think he's playing Thomas Wayne. That's weird. Because we know this nigga voice, like we we know all of the the video games that we that he we he's been put into. He's been a black dude, as it, you know the video games he's been in. Uh, fucking, um, he's 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 in Destiny. He's in um, that Killzone Shadowfall. Um, and like he's a black dude in those. So like it's, it's weird that he's playing Thomas Wayne. Yeah, so, uh, well, they got um, yeah, Lance Reddick. He's playing Thomas Wayne. Guess who's playing Bruce Wayne? Winston Duke. Really? Yeah, Winston Duke is playing Bruce Wayne. Gina Rodriguez is playing Barbara Gordon. It's a very interesting cast. Okay. Jason I'll Isaacs check- is playing Alfred. I'll check it out because I'm, I'm, I've, been, I've been jumping back into Weird Live. So and then and then you you should totally uh, download Sin and Solace also. Great, you keep saying that great podcast. You keep saying that, and yeah, it is. But you ain't got to say that. We're alive is an amazing, amazing podcast. Yeah, we're alive was supposed to be a TV show, and then when the TV show didn't get picked up, they made it into a podcast. Yeah, Sin and Solace was just a depressed dude who was writing shit. So. Fuck that. Fuck that. I love that dude. So, um, I just want to close out by saying this, um, because I saw this and I laughed my ass off because it's true as fuck. And it's in regards to everybody's favorite guitarist of all time, Prince. Charlie Murphy said Prince was the only guy who could show up at your party in frills and steal your girlfriend. Then he'd steal her clothes. Then he's still somebody else's girl in your girlfriend's clothes. I don't know why that hit me so hard, but I know he That's could pull that off. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, 916-633-1537. Uh, return to Oswald at gmail.com. Brandon is that cool black nerd on Twitter. Black is B-O-K. What's, the, what, what's that number you just said? 916-633-1537. 281-336-1537. Eight zero zero four. The fuck is that? Mike Jones. Huh? I I know you're not befuddled right now. Also, when Mike Jones was a thing, I used to work at Nextel. He had a Nextel phone. Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. I know you know that song. That nigga used to give out his phone number like all the time, and he actually answered his phone when people called him. Then he's a fool. <laughs> Most people were just surprised to see that he would actually answer the fucking phone. I bet it ain't his number no more. Why? That's his calling card. He better keep that number forever. I bet that ain't his number no more. 
I mean, that's, then, by what's the way, number? That's, uh, what, what's the number? 281-330. Hold on. Say it slower, nigga. 281-330-8004. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the call. <laughs> Unable to complete your call at this time. Please try again later. No problem. Damn. Damn. It's also that song is also some real like <laughs> some real like um, fucked up boy shit. The whole song is back then they w- didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Yeah, that's all it is. Is that Justin Richburg picture? Why didn't yeah. you want me when I had this number before? It, you know, I heard a Jay-Z song, um, Song Cry, where he was talking about how he cheated on his girl because the girls used to think he was ugly, and now they don't think he's ugly. So now his girl, he don't fuck with her no more. They used to say that was <laughs> ugly. Now I'm cutting their buddies. <laughs> but, I mean, he made it sound a little bit more poetic than... The like, thing about that, when guys say that, they never take it out on the women that actually was disrespecting them and calling them ugly. They just take it out on all these other innocent black women or women in general that's just out in the world. That's like, oh, now I like you. But, but, this, no, but these women back when I was 17, they fucking called me big nose. Now, I'm going to tell you, Song Cry, when when that album came out right after 9-11, because that album came out on 9-11, like, yo, the thugs loved that song. Like, I don't know what it was about yeah, that yeah. because you could hear that song with people playing that shit in their cars everywhere. Because, you know, it was a little bit it was a little bit different because that shit came out right around 9-11. So, you know, you know, you were kind of paying attention to people a little bit more at that time. But like that song was everywhere, like people just playing the song in their cars. And I don't think it was ever a single, but like you heard that shit everywhere. Also, an underrated song that everybody should listen to, like every once in a while. Is the Bone Crusher Never Scared remix? <laughs> One hit wonder ass nigga. <laughs> no, the Never Scared. No, remix. no, he had he had two. He had he Never had Scared. He had two songs, and, and he had the remix. remix. <laughs> he had another. Song. But here's the question: On the Never Scared remix, did he do a different verse? Because that don't count as a different. He made, his verse is the shortest one of the song. It's like twenty. It may, it's like it may not sec, have twenty seconds. It may not have blown everywhere, but gripping the grain. Was was hot in the south. I don't know if it was. It must not have went everywhere else. But gripping the grain. Yeah, I never was, heard of it. Yeah, gripping the grain actually was a hit in the south. But Cameron's done a never scared remix, and it's dope. Gripping the grain. Yeah, I I shared the um that uh that that video for that um that um that that when Case Lay died. Um, I shared one of my favorite K Slay songs, and I think Cameron was on that. Yeah, Cameron's dope. Uh, I was a big Cameron fan. That was my guy when I was younger. That was my go to. Attention! Bone Crusher. I wonder how much money he made off this song. He made enough money to be on that movie with E40 for three minutes. <laughs> I wonder if he made another album. I'm about to look. But he anyway, did not. He, can end it. he did not. I can tell you that right now. 
he did not. Oh, his and, album was called Attention. Yes. It reached number one. And on if Billboard. you look at his if you look at his most popular things on Spotify, it's literally Never Scared, Never Scared, Gripping the Grain. I told you Gripping Never the Scared Grain, Single. Never Scared Another Single, because you know they had the East Coast Virgin, the South Virgin. Yeah. Oh, he did three albums. He did an R and B album called Release the Beast. Really? I mean, I never heard anything outside of this this one album. I did actually own the album. It might have been a bootleg, but I I did actually own the whole thing. Uh, but like, Gripping the Grain was a hit. Like, I, it might not have been a hit everywhere, but Gripping the Grain was a hit. I know he made workout music when he was on the Battle of the Bulge, but other than that, was all um, other than that, everything he did was a single. That was a big dude too. And he was a professional chef at that, like so. Like, so he was always around food. He ain't never scared to cook. Yeah, go listen to Never Scared Remix in Cameron's verse specifically. It'll make you smile. And we support smiling on the RTO podcast. But the number I was saying is the voicemail number, Brandon. Two eight one three three zero. Please stop saying that because it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, we we just proved that. It's a great song. I wonder, does, uh, I know that lady gave up uh, her phone number, the one that had Jenny's number. 8675309? Yep. I think she, she gave up that phone number a while ago. She sold it to someone. I don't know who. And then, and then I, don't, I don't know who has 77793 left. You know what? I was wondering that same thing because that would have to be Minneapolis. That's my favorite telephone number song. Do they? Did y'all? Do y'all like Shopping Screwed in California? Yeah, if it's good. I like I like Screwed and not a whole lot of chopping. Like a whole lot of chopping is annoying as fuck. But just Screwed music, pretty dope. Especially Screwed Michael Jackson, and of course. Oh man, yeah. Screwed Michael Jackson. They did that to Michael Jackson music. I never yes, heard that. Screwed Michael Jackson. He sounds like he sounds like a grown ass man. Like he sounds like James Ingram. Uh, like I know I, that, that dates me. I'm old, but um, but yeah. I got you. I got you already. Hold on, because I am shocked that you had never heard this before, Brandon. But I am pleased to bring it to your world. What it do? That's not him. That's not him. This isn't him. Okay, slow down. And right now you listening to one of my favorite albums of all time. Michael Jackson Thriller. Slowed and thrown by yours truly. Rest in peace to MJ. Gone but never forgotten. Shut the fuck up. It's wonderful. Oh, it is. Man, that's amazing. <laughs> no, you gotta get, you gotta get to the hook. The hook sounds. Okay, good. hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta get to the hook. 
That shit still had me pussy popping. <laughs> uh, okay, what's yours, Brandon? Hold I on. I will say no. I, the thing I say about chopping screw music, and I say this every time someone. Oh, screw music. Um, uh, Lil John screwed sounds like the devil. Sounds like what you think the devil sounds like. The explosive beat chopped and screwed sounds so cool. This is like my favorite one. Okay, hold on. Underrated. Oh, you gotta do. You gotta do mine. He got one. You got one. I, ain't even I thought yours was the PYT. I'm sorry. No, um, I would say um, the blow by uh, by Lil John. Uh, his part and Gangsta Boo part. Gangsta Boo sounds like a straight up dude, um, but like Lil John screw sounds like what you think the devil would sound like. <laughs> <coughs> You can skip ahead because he's first. This one is slower than the normal version. I would love to have lived in Houston during the time where where uh, screw music was first getting started. The only thing is, I I know that purple stuff was floating around everywhere. <laughs> That's, that's a fucked up shit. That should have And it would have been like peer pressure like a motherfucker at that point in time because of your favorite rappers would have been trying it. And then they would have been like, in order to hear this right, you got to, you know, get that purple stuff. Lean, lean, lean ain't a big deal around there. Because mm. if you go to Walmart and you go to the pharmacy at Walmart, that's more of a there's, southern thing. There's a there's mm-hmm. a fucking sign at the Walmart pharmacy that they will no longer carry uh, promethazine with codeine. Seriously. Yeah, no, yeah, like, not at there, all. There's a there is a sign at the Walmart pharmacy like we're not carrying this shit. No, you more. live in the south, bro. They don't got that out there. That's a southern thing. Yeah, no, it it's yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, I ain't got no double cups. Mm mm. 
But they got forties. They got old English forties. Well, yeah. Nobody drink forties. No, they drink forties out there. When we could be so hey, 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 I've been spinning on business and spinning and spinning and spinning until I'm dizzy. I was swore to smack me down. You want to solve the only thing that you can do? You going loud and catch what when I catch him awake in front of wizards. Then you're a trip. We could have. That's that really the only reason why I know that song is because of Marcus. Because of that chorus. Because you snitch like a pussy little bitch. No, I, I never heard that song before until like a million marching bands have played this song now. But I mean, that was a point in time where every single song in the South the scene put out like they put out an album, then they put out a chopped and screwed version of that same album. Yeah, but the Boys in the Hood, um, the Boys in the Hood album screwed was not bad. I mean, it the album wasn't that great, but the screwed album wasn't that bad. Yeah, that's my problem with chopping screwed songs. They'll get like three minutes into the song and then start all the way over again. So I like. Yeah. By the way, Paul Wall underrated. A lot of people hate on him because he's a white rapper. It's not bad. I think I think that you think that people don't like these rappers because they're white. That's not it. Paul Wall. Paul Wall just. I I just didn't think he put out enough product. He, he met a beautiful black woman. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, he's yeah. Paul Wall is legit. It, the yeah. one who I got a problem with is the nigga Bubba Sparks. Uh, Bubba that Sparks, song was dope, who did a, who did a song <laughs> called Miss New Booty and then married a former beauty queen that has no ass at all. And 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 just buttoned up his shirt over all his tattoos and became a damn Republican. He did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> really, I didn't again. know that. Then again. He's from Georgia. True. <laughs> he's from Georgia. I he think he's from, make that if, song. I, if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, he's from Athens. And also, there's a lot of uh, on his on his greatest album. There's a lot of like country song samples. Like mm-hmm. Timberland freaked that shit, but it's country songs. Like so, he's been about that life. It's just like he made Miss New Booty, and we was just like, oh yeah, he down for the cause. And then he married a, a former Miss like Kansas or some shit like that, and she ain't got no ass, none. He's no, uh, he's no Paul Wall. He's not a Paul Wall. No, he's a pussy little bitch. <laughs> pussy little bitch. And he don't uh, even say little. He said pussy little bitch. Oh, I love that part. It's my favorite part of the song. Yeah. Because uh, Nisha and I, we, um, we were, when we were riding back from L.A., she was like, man, all this song, all of these songs on here is stuff of that you like. So we made a playlist called Me and My Boo. And so it's half her stuff and half my stuff. And somehow Super Gremlin got on there. So, yeah. By the, the way, Brandon, is this is Paul. That's this Bubba is Sparks. Bubba Sparks. That's Bubba Sparks. Why is he so small? He lost weight. 
married a model and changed his whole style. Not a model, a former beauty queen. That's a model, fam. That's not the sheen of models. That's like he won. Yeah, more or less. So, again, um, you can leave a review for the show at Spotify. Uh, you can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods Damn, app. That shit just hit me. Bubba Sparks went full Kid Rock. He did. Fuck. He did. Have you ever seen that show, Shameless? No. Okay. The reason why I stopped watching that show is because there was a kid on there named Carl. And Carl was one of the many kids in his family. But he was the one who was, like, gangster. And then one day he got pulled over by the police. He was riding around with a bunch of black kids. The black kids and him were selling drugs. They got pulled over by the police. And all of a sudden he stopped talking. Like, hey, yo. He started talking like, hello, officer. And buttoned up his shirt. And everybody else went to jail. And he became a cop. And I was like, fuck that show. I mean, it sounds about right. It does, but still, it pissed me off. <laughs> he didn't, he they didn't, didn't do that. They didn't do it. They didn't do it like they didn't look back at it. And nobody called him out on it. Nothing like that. He just went on about his life. He didn't know he couldn't do that. Right. So <laughs> you could donate to the show. It was, it was one of Chappelle's best comic bits. Man, fuck that dude too. I mean, fucking like I mean, I. No, I, I love his old stuff, but the shit he did this past week it was even worse. Like when the dude ran up on stage and punched him, and the first thing he did was made a joke uh, denigrating a trans man. I can't. It's like, how many times are you going to double down? So, uh, you can donate to the show at patreon.com. You're trying to kill him, son. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. Um <laughs> you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. And on the good pods app, you can donate to the show in the tip jar. <laughs> Just the tip fuck it. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I can't even. I can't muster enough to whisper at this point. <laughs> uh, thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace out.
theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped. 